0: Welcome to Puritans Read, reading aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 19 of The Letters of Samuel Rutherford. To Lord Craig Hall, Aberdeen, 10 August, 1637. My Lord... I received one letter of your lordships from C, and another of late from A.B., wherein I find your lordship is in perplexity. What to do? But let me entreat your lordship not to cause yourself to mistake truth and Christ, because they seem to encounter with your peace and ease. My Lord, remember that a prisoner hath written it to you, As the Lord liveth, if you put to your hand with other apostates in this land to pull down the sometime beautiful tabernacle of Christ in this land and join hands with them in one hairbreadth to welcome Antichrist to Scotland, there is wrath gone out from the Lord against you and your house. If the terror of a king hath overtaken you and your lordship looketh to sleep in your nest in peace and to take the nearest shore there are many ways too too many ways how to shift christ with some ill washing and foul distinctions but assure yourself suppose a king should assure you he would be your god as he shall never be for that piece of surface your clay god shall die And your carnal counselors, when your conscience shall storm against you, and you complain to them, will say, What is that to us? Believe not that Christ is weak, or that he is not able to save. Of two fires that you cannot pass, take the least. Some few years will bring us all out in our blacks and whites before our judge. Eternity is nearer to you than you are aware of. To go on in a course of defection, when an enlightened conscience is stirring and looking you in the face and crying within you that you are going in an evil way, is a step to the sin against the Holy Ghost. Either many of this land or are near that sin, or else I know not what it is, And if this, for which I now suffer, be not the way of peace and the king's highway to salvation, I believe there is not a way at all. There is not such breadth and elbow room in the way to heaven as men believe. Howbeit this day be not Christ's, the morrow shall be his. I believe assuredly that our Lord shall repair the old waste places, and his ruined houses in scotland and this wilderness shall yet blossom as the rose my very worthy and dear lord wait upon him who hideth his face from the house of jacob and look for him wait patiently a little upon the bridegroom's return that your soul may live and that you may rejoice with the lord's inheritance I dare pledge my life for it. If you take this storm with borne down Christ, your sky shall quickly clear and your fair morning dawn. Think, as the truth is, that Christ is just now saying, and will you also leave me? You have a fair occasion to gratify Christ now, if you will stay with him and want the night's sleep, with your suffering Savior, one hour. Now, when Scotland hath fallen asleep, and leaveth Christ to shift for himself. I profess myself but a weak, feeble man. When I came first to Christ's camp, I had nothing to maintain this war, or to bear me out in this encounter, and I am little better yet. But Since I find furniture, armor, and strength from the consecrated captain, the prince of our salvation, who was perfected through suffering, I esteem suffering for Christ, a king's life. I find that our wants qualify us for Christ, and howbeit your lordship writes that you despair to attain to such a communion and fellowship which I would not have you to think yet. Would you nobly and courageously venture to make over to Christ for his honor now lying at the stake, your estate, place, and honor? He would lovingly and largely requite you and give you a king's word for a recompense. Venture upon Christ's come, and I dare affirm, you shall say as it is, I bless the Lord who gave me counsel. Psalm sixteen seven. My very worthy Lord, many eyes in both the kingdoms are upon you now, and the eye of our Lord is upon you. Acquit yourself manfully for Christ. Spoil not this good play. Subscribe a blank submission and put it in Christ's hands. Win. Win the blessings and prayers of your sighing and sorrowful mother church seeking your help. Win Christ's bond, who is a king of his word, for a hundredfold more even in this life. If a weak man hath passed a promise to a king to make slip to Christ... If we look to flesh and blood, I wonder not of it. Possibly I might have done worse myself. Add not further guiltiness to go on in such a scandalous and foul way. Remember that there is a woe. Woe to him by whom offenses come. This woe came out of Christ's mouth, and it is heavier than the woe of the law. It is the Mediator's Vengeance, and that is two vengeances to those who are enlightened. Free yourself from unlawful anguish about advising and resolving. When the truth has come to your hand, hold it fast. Go not again to make a new search and inquiry for truth. It is easy to make conscience believe as you will, not as you know. It is easy for you to cast your light into prison and detain God's truth in unrighteousness, but that prisoner will break ward to your incomparable torture. Fear your light and stand in awe of it, for it is from God. Think what honor it is in this life also to be enrolled to the succeeding ages among Christ's witnesses, standing against the re entry of Antichrist. I know certainly that your light, looking in two ways, and to the two sides, crieth shame upon the course that they would counsel you to follow. The way that is co partner with the smoke of this fat world, Psalm thirty seven twenty, and with wit and ease, smelleth strong of a foul And false way the Prince of Peace he who brought you again from the dead the great Shepherd of his sheep by the blood of his eternal covenant establish you and give you sound light and counsel you to follow Christ grace be with you to Hugh McHale Aberdeen 5 September 1637. My very dear brother, ye know that men may take their sweet fill of the sour law in grace's ground and betwixt the mediator's breasts. And this is the sinner's safest way, for there is a bed for wearied sinners to rest them in in the new covenant though no bed of Christ's making to sleep in. The law shall never be my doomster, by God's grace. If I get no more good of it, I shall find a sore enough doom in the gospel to humble and to cast me down. It is, I grant, a good, rough friend to follow a traitor to the bar and to back him till he come to Christ. We may blame ourselves who cause the law to crave well-paid debt, to scare us away from Jesus and dispute about a righteousness of our own, a world in the moon, a chimera and a night dream that pride is father and mother to. There cannot be a more humble soul than a believer. It is no pride for a drowning man to catch hold of a rock. I rejoice that the wheels of this confused world are rolled and cogged and driven according as our Lord willeth. Out of whatever earth the wind blow, it will blow us on our Lord. No wind can blow our sails overboard because Christ's skill and the honor of his wisdom are impawned and laid down at the stake for the sea passengers, that he shall put them safe off his hand, on the shore, in his father's known bounds, our native home ground. My dear brother, scour not at the Christ of Cross, at the cross of Christ. It is not seen yet what Christ will do for you when it cometh to the worst. He will keep his grace till you be at a strait, and then bring forth the decreed birth for your salvation, Zephaniah 2, two. You are an arrow of his own making. Let him shoot you against a wall of brass. Your point shall keep whole. I cannot, for a multitude of letters and distraction of friends, prepare what I would for the times. I have not one hour of spare time. Suppose the day were forty hours long. Remember me in prayer. Grace be with you. That was episode 19 of Lord, oh, The Letters Lord, of Samuel Rutherford.